your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 619 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, we're going to be breaking down the latest chapter of the ongoing Vitaly Krausov saga and also be talking about uh, the contract that he just signed to uh, return to the New York Rangers this upcoming season. That's, of course, assuming that he isn't traded uh, anytime between now and when next season rolls around. But we're going to get into all that, all the different ways that this could possibly play out. Uh, To kind of kick things off here, just the basics. Uh, The Rangers announced just one day after the conclusion of their playoff run that they have indeed agreed to terms with Vitaly Krasov on a one-year $875,000 contract. And I would imagine that this deal was probably in place for some time. And it's a situation where the Rangers just didn't want to announce it while the team was obviously still in the Stanley Cup playoffs and maybe even uh, making a run at the Stanley Cup. And who knows, maybe that's even uh, part of rebuilding the trust between the Rangers and Krasov. This deal was agreed to and both sides decided to keep quiet about the uh, whole situation. So again, it is a one-way contract. This means that Vitaly Krasov cannot be sent down to the Hartford Wolfpack this upcoming season without first passing through waivers. So it's very, very unlikely the Rangers would you know, even try to do that because then you're suscepting, uh, you know, Vitaly Krausov to waivers and anybody could just kind of claim him at that point. But I would imagine that would be music to the ears of Vitaly Krausov himself because, of course, uh, one of his biggest points of contention last season, or really the biggest point of contention, was that he did not make the opening night roster, had to start with the Hartford Wolfpack. The ultimate irony is that he would have been back with the Rangers in very, very short order. They had a couple of injuries early in the season, and I would have had to have imagined that Vitaly Kravtsov would have been one of the first, probably the first player from the Hartford Wolfpack promoted back to the Rangers if and when an injury occurred. He would have played like two games with the Wolfpack before he was right back with the Rangers, and instead... Nobody handled the situation very well, and once again, the Rangers and Kravtsov are at odds, and that's been kind of the status quo ever since Vitaly Kravtsov was drafted by the Rangers. The Rangers and Kravtsov are just always at odds. It's always something, and I think there's plenty of blame to go around to both parties, but like I alluded to a second ago, I do think that some recapping is in order here before I share my thoughts on the whole situation, the new contract, and how it could play out leading into next season. And on top of that, you you never know when we could have some new listeners, some new Ranger fans in general, or just people that might need a quick recap on everything that's happened between the Rangers and Kravtsov. Honestly, I myself needed a quick recap on everything that has happened because, you know, for somebody that's only played 20 career games with the Rangers and for someone who is only 22 years old, uh, there sure are a lot of twists and turns in the Vitaly Kravtsov story. And uh, again, he's only now just getting started in his NHL career, just 20 games to date. So let's take it from the top here. Vitaly Kravtsov. Six foot three, 189 pound right winger. He was selected by the Rangers back in 2018 in the first round of the draft. He went number nine overall. This selection was made when Jeff Gorton was still the general manager. At the time, current Ranger GM Chris Jury was the assistant general manager. And it's widely believed that Jury was never really a fan of this selection. And in fairness to Jury, 
I believe the general consensus around the league at that time was that the Rangers might have reached a little bit taking him number nine overall. I believe the general consensus was that he probably would go in the first round, but not that high, not that early and not in the top 10 for sure. Um, and then Kravtsov, you know, he signs his three-year entry-level deal with the Rangers on May 3rd, 2019. And in 2019, Kravtsov was assigned to the Hartford Wolfpack for the start of their 2019-2020 season. Kravtsov had one assist in five games. Then he decides to essentially quit the team after a dispute with the coaching staff. He heads back to Russia on loan to his former team tractor of the KHL. He plays 11 games with tractor, three points. Then he's reassigned by the Rangers back to the Hartford Wolfpack on December 13th of that year, and he plays out the rest of the season there. And Kravtsov ends up with a total of 39 games with the Hartford Wolfpack, six goals and nine, or excuse me, nine assists for a total of 15 points in those 39 games. So then we move forward to the 2020-2021 season. Kravtsov once again is loaned to Tractor of the KHL. The Rangers at this point decided that they would just allow Kravtsov to play out the entire season with Tractor as well as all of Tractor's postseason games that year. And at the conclusion of that, they would then look into bringing him back to the Rangers. That year with Tractor, Kravtsov skates in 49 games, 16 goals and eight assists, another five playoff games and two goals and two assists in those five postseason games. Then the Rangers do indeed bring him back at the end of, once again, the 2020-2021 season. So not the season that just concluded, the one before that. The Rangers bring him back. They were in a situation where, you know, I guess they were still in the playoff chase a little bit, but they were on the outside looking in. And I think from the Rangers' perspective, and I think this makes sense, they just wanted to see Kravtsov get a little bit of seasoning at the NHL, play in the final quarter of games with the Rangers, and be good to go for the following season. And Kravtsov did indeed play for 20 games with the Rangers at the end of 2020-2021, scored two goals, picked up two assists. So just four points in 20 games. Despite the low point total, I thought Kravtsov flashed some upside at times in those 20 games. There were certain moments where, you know, there was just kind of an electricity when he had the puck, and he just looked dangerous. You guys know what it looks like when players just look like a threat out there. He was still very raw, but you could at least see glimpses of why the Rangers wanted to take him with that number nine overall pick, which is what they did a couple seasons before this. So we move past all this. The Rangers season concludes uh, as far as the 2020-2021 campaign is concerned. We get into training camp. We get into the preseason. We think that Kravtsov is probably going to be out there for opening night, and hopefully everything that happened is just water under the bridge. You let bygones be bygones, and you move forward. And Kravtsov's there in training camp. He missed a couple of games in the preseason, did appear uh, in a couple of games uh, in the preseason, but he does not make the Rangers opening night roster to the surprise of quite a few people. At least part of the reason, I think the main reason really, why the Rangers sent Kravtsov down to the Hartford Wolfpack is that they could do so without exposing Vitaly Kravtsov to waivers. And it's kind of crazy to look back on this and think that, you know, they could have instead opted to send somebody like either Dryden Hunt or somebody like Jared Tenorti down to the minors instead to make room for Kravtsov on the New York Rangers uh, roster. The only issue there is that both those players would have been exposed to waivers. But Call me crazy. I don't know how many players would have been lining up. Nothing against either one of these guys. I don't know how many teams would have been lining up to claim Dryden Hunt or Jared Tenorti on waivers. So I think the Rangers were kind of worried about nothing there. And I think it would have been fine to just have Kravtsov on the roster to start the season. But on top of everything I just said, I think the Rangers also believed that Kravtsov would be called back up to the Rangers in relatively short order. You know, he'd be sent down and... 
obviously the first injury, the first uh, situation where maybe the Rangers need a little bit of a jolt, Kravtsov would probably be the guy to be called back up to this New York Ranger team. There wasn't really anybody else on the Hartford Wolfpack, at least as far as forwards are concerned, that, oh man, w w Rangers have to call him up. They have to get this guy onto the onto the roster at some point. Uh, that guy just didn't really exist this past season. So, you know, the Rangers, Kravtsov ends up going back to Russia to once again play on loan with Tractor of the KHL. The Rangers attempted to contact him, try to smooth things over. Gerard Gallant even called him personally. You know, it's just never been smooth between Kravtsov and the Rangers. The natural state of their relationship is chaos. And, you know, we mentioned Chris Jury a little bit earlier. There were also reports from The Athletic that Chris Jury had called out Kravtsov for quitting on the team in 2019 and also uh, publicly talked bad of him during the bubble playoffs in 2020. So I mentioned this, alluded to it a little bit earlier, a couple minutes ago. I think it's safe to say that Everyone could have handled this a little bit better than they did. Uh, Jury has done a fantastic job for the most part as the Ranger general manager. Certainly, he knocked it out of the park at the trade deadline this year. But I don't think he needs to be constantly calling out Vitaly Kravtsov, whether he was a fan of that draft pick or not. And the Rangers themselves, they could have not been so short-sighted when it came to sending Kravtsov to the AHL at the start of this season, especially knowing that Vitaly Krasov has had a chilly relationship with the organization in the first place and might not end up handling it so well. And of course, Krasov could have handled his AHL assignment like an adult and simply used it as motivation, and he chose not to do that. So that kind of brings everybody up to speed. I hope I got everything. Like I said, there's a lot. There's a lot of chapters to this story that have already been written, but we're going to get into everything that could potentially happen with this situation going forward. I'm going to talk about what kind of a role Vitaly Krasov could play if he indeed is on the Ranger opening night roster next season. We're also going to talk about uh, his trade value and what the Rangers could look to get for him if they attempt to move him uh, sometime during this offseason here. We'll get to all that good stuff in just a second. But first, I just want to let everybody know, today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. You know how our friends at Built are always coming out with amazing new flavors? Well, this time, Built has truly outdone themselves with their new mud pie flavor. And for the first time ever, Built is introducing the new mud pie flavor in both mud pie bar and mud pie puff. Not sure what mud pie tastes like? Well, if you're a chocolate fan, you better sit down for this one. The new mud pie bar is rich whipped cream and chocolate mousse smothered in 100% real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumble. You got to get mud pie as soon as possible and you need to hurry because the mud pie bar and mud pie puff are only available for a limited time. Visit built.com to taste the deliciousness for yourself. Mud pie bars and mud pie puffs are available at built.com right now, but they are going fast because they are delicious. You are going to love the new mud pie built bar and built puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or you just need to grab a quick bite Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and we have an important favor to ask you. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and what you don't like about Locked On Podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com. 
com slash survey. Thanks for your help. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and break down everything that we could hope to expect if and when Vitaly Krasov is indeed on this New York Ranger opening night roster next season. We'll get to that in just a second, uh, but I did want to just read a quote from Chris Drury. Chris Drury today uh, had his uh, end-of-season conference call, I suppose is what we can call it here. Bottom line, the media members uh, had access to Chris Jury and were able to, uh, you know, ask him some questions about everything having to do with the Rangers, everything from this season to next season to, you know, who might end up um, back with this team next season. A lot of questions asked, and I think what we'll do is probably in tomorrow's episode, we'll go ahead and look at everything that Chris Drury said during this entire session here. But for right now, we'll just focus on the stuff with Kravtsov. This is what Chris Drury had to say about Vitaly Kravtsov. I don't think we've ever wavered from our stance of he's an all-world talent. He does a lot of things on the ice that a lot of people can't. Like everyone else, your play dictates where you end up. But we're certainly glad to have him back in the mix. And so really, I mean, it, it's kind of a whole lot of nothing, to be honest. It, it's GM talk and... He's in a situation right now, as is Vitaly Kravtsov. The Rangers and Kravtsov, they're both in a situation where they need to play nice in the sandbox because a lot of stuff has been said. A lot of things have happened here. If Vitaly Kravtsov would ultimately like to be traded by the Rangers to another NHL team, then it certainly behooves him to basically just mind his manners right now, not say anything controversial, not step out of line in any significant way because he doesn't want to make other teams around the NHL think that, oh man, this this guy's got serious attitude problems. There's no way we'd want to trade for him. And if you're Chris Drury, it's entirely possible, despite what he said there, that Drury is just chomping at the bit and he can't wait to get rid of this guy. Like I mentioned, he was not a fan of the draft pick in the first place. That's been the speculation. And it's entirely possible that he's going to be working the phones uh, to make this trade happen the first chance that he gets. Um, or maybe he's being very genuine and he actually does believe that Vitaly Krasov can turn things around and be a uh, you know big part of this New York Ranger team going forward. Uh, we'll see what happens there. And like I said, we'll talk more about everything else that Jury had to say in Wednesday's end of season you know conference call here. We'll do that in tomorrow's episode, Friday's episode. Um, but... For now, once again, we'll keep the focus on Vitaly Krausov and specifically what happens if and when he returns next season. Something to keep in mind, you know, you first look at this Ranger team that was put together and how they ended the, the season and who was on the roster. We've been talking about what this team might look like next season in the couple of episodes that we've done since the Ranger playoff run concluded. And as we recently mentioned, three of the top six Ranger forwards, or at least three of the players who were in the top six at the end of the season are impending unrestricted free agents. That would be Frank Vetrano, Andrew Kopp, and Ryan Strom. And there is no guarantee that any of them will be back next season. Frankly, I'll be pretty surprised if even two of the three end up being back with the Rangers next season. It's possible they strike a deal with Vetrano if the price is right. Maybe they pay a little bit more for Kopp, or maybe they even bring back Ryan Strom. Strom, you know, going by his postseason presser there, it kind of felt like he might be willing to take at least a little bit of a discount. Um, so we'll see. But any more than one of those three aforementioned players, Vetrano, Kopstrom, any more than one of them coming back next season seems fairly unlikely. It's just going to be too expensive, and the Rangers are going to need that money elsewhere to pay some of their young players. Uh, why do I bring this up? Because if none of those three players that I just mentioned are back next season, or even if just one of the three is back, then the door is wide open for some of the young New York Ranger players to claim spots on this roster, and even maybe secure a spot in the top six. You know, Gallant mentioned the other day during his end-of-season presser 
that he still fully expects Alexi Lafreniere and Capo Caco to turn out to be top six players. And assuming, I can't even believe I have to say this, but assuming that Capo Caco is still with the team next year, him and Lafreniere will likely have every chance to earn a spot in the top six, especially when you consider the vacancies that are going to result of some of these guys leaving as unrestricted free agents. And I think the same can probably also be said for Vitaly Krausov. If Krausov is still around next season and the Rangers don't trade him and he's here in training camp, he plays in the preseason, where obviously in the preseason he can really kind of experiment with line combinations and what have you, then I think he'll be given every chance to secure a prominent role. And if he, if there's a situation where he flashes chemistry with Artemi Panarin and whomever might be centering the Rangers' second line by the preseason, then he might very well end up on that line. And that's another thing that Krasov has going for him. He plays right wing, which is where the Rangers seemingly are most thin and have some serious question marks going forward. And the Rangers have had a lot of players kind of come and go over these past couple of seasons here as it pertains to that second line right wing spot. And so in a best case scenario for Krasov, for Jury, for all of us, for Ranger fans everywhere, Krasov takes advantage of the opportunity in front of him and he becomes a permanent solution and a permanent fixture on the Panarin line, on the second line. That's in front of Vitaly Krasov. That is something that he could make happen if he has the right attitude and if the Rangers are willing to give him another chance. It's at least possible. Uh, I do hope that there is at least some self-awareness from Vitaly Krasov. He has to understand that he could have handled things a lot better at the start of last season. And yes, the Rangers and Chris Jury could have handled things better as well. But if Krasov had just accepted his minor league assignment, played for the Wolfpack for two games, got called back up, then there's a very real chance that he would have been playing in the top nine or maybe even the top six for this Ranger team that won a ton of playoff games and went on a crazy run in said playoffs. So, I mean, what an experience that would have been for Vitaly Krausov. He's somebody that really could have made a difference, and he missed out on it because he wouldn't just accept the temporary setback of being sent back to the Hartford Wolfpack for a short stint. And if Krausov is with the team next season, then... I think the Rangers, you know, the leaders in that locker room, one of the 37 alternate captains that they have, they got to welcome him back. And, you know, on one hand, you could argue that's better treatment than he deserves, given the fact that he's quit on this franchise multiple times. But if the Rangers are ever going to set this guy up for success and see any kind of a return on their investment here, once again, the number nine overall pick in the draft, then they're going to have to make him feel comfortable and make him feel welcome. And that's where I think some of the leaders in that room, whether it's Mika Zibanejad, Chris Kreider, Artemi Panarin, whoever it might be, uh, they got to do their best to make him feel welcome and make him feel like he's a big part of this team. Now, of course, there is still every possibility, and maybe even uh, this is the most likely situation, that Vitaly Krausov has played his final game as a New York Ranger and that a trade could be in order this offseason. We will talk about that very possibility and what the Rangers could hope to get in exchange for Vitaly Krasov in just a second. Okay, Vitaly Krasov trade value. First of all, does he have any? I would say yes. You know, it's a situation where this guy is the former number nine overall pick in the NHL draft. And even though there were those who believed that the Rangers might have reached a little bit with this selection... Most people were in agreement that he was probably a first-round pick, so it's not like he doesn't have any talent or anything like that. The problem, if you're the Rangers, is that his trade value over these past couple of years has absolutely just sunk like a stone in the sea. So, you know, the Rangers this year do not have a first-round pick, and they're not going to get one in exchange for Vitaly Krasov. His value is just too low right now. And for the record, uh, while we're talking about this, the Rangers also, this season in the draft, they do not have a third-round pick. They don't have their own fourth-round pick, but they do have Winnipeg's fourth-round pick, and then the Rangers also do not have a seventh-round pick. So just 
four picks this year in the uh, NHL draft for the New York Rangers. And again, if you're keeping track of this, they have uh, their own second round pick. They had the Jets fourth round pick. They have their own fifth round pick and their own sixth round pick. So just four picks. But back to Krausoff here, as far as what you could get in a trade, uh, again, no way does he get a first rounder. I don't even think he could get you a second rounder at this point. Once again, you are dealing with someone who is twice quit on his current team, clearly has some immaturity issues, and yes, because I, I know some people, it really kind of split the fan base. A lot of people were mad at Kravtsov, a lot of people were mad at the Rangers, and specifically Chris Jury. I will acknowledge, yes, the Rangers could have and should have handled this situation better than they did, but I think regardless of that, clearly Kravtsov has at least some immaturity issues, and obviously that hurts his trade value a little bit as well. This is clearly not a player who has shown that he can be counted upon, you know, season in, season out, game in, game out, and he's going to have to rebuild his image a little bit if he's ever going to be looked at as a player who can truly be counted upon for whatever team he happens to be playing on at that time. So I would say uh, maybe a third rounder. You know, even that might seem a little bit high when you consider that Kraftsoff only has four points in 20 career NHL games. And even beyond that, you know, if you look at what he's done in other leagues that he's played in, he only twice in his career has been even a half point per game player at any level. In this past season with Tractor, uh, 13 points in 19 games. So that's the most recent example of that. And then in the past, back in 2016-2017, he was playing with the Chelyabinks Polar Bears of the AHL. He had 36 points in 41 games there. And we're not including situations where, you know, he, he was on a team for six games and had four points. That doesn't count. It's got to be a decent chunk of games. And when you look at what he's done as a professional hockey player, those are the only examples of him even being a half point per game player. So again, the Rangers, they don't really have a leg to stand on when it comes to their asking price in a trade that involves Vitaly Krasov. But the reason that I think that they could get a third rounder is because it only takes one NHL team to feel like it's worth taking a little bit of a risk on Vitaly Krasov. There are 31 other teams in this league. There's a decent chance that at least one of them could see the potential and the upside and acquire Krasov in exchange for a third runner. They might think that they're getting this guy for pennies on the dollar. And I'll throw an example at you guys. Take the Arizona Coyotes, okay? Team that really hasn't had a lot to cheer about in quite some time. I think that's probably the simplest terms that I can use here. But this year, you know, they've really done a nice job stocking up draft picks. They've got three first-round draft picks. They've got four second-round draft picks. And they've got one third-round pick. So in a situation like that, I really doubt that the Coyotes are too concerned with that third-round pick, considering the fact that they have seven picks in the first two rounds. And so a team like the Coyotes, not necessarily specifically the Coyotes, but maybe the Coyotes or a team in a similar situation, a team that's looking to rebuild and try to get their fan base excited about something, they would at least think about dealing, uh, you know, a third round pick for a player like Vitaly Kravtsov, who could probably benefit from a change of scenery. And again, it's just one example, but I don't think a third round pick in exchange for Vitaly Kravtsov is out of the question. Now, would the Rangers and should the Rangers make this trade if it was presented to them? If the Coyotes or anybody else around this league said, all right, we'll give you a third round pick for Vitaly Krausov. If you're Chris Jury and the Rangers, and I'll pose this question to you guys as well, do you just shake their hands? Do you just say, you know what? We're done with this guy. It's time to move on. It hasn't worked out. Let's at least get something for him while we still can. I'd be very, very curious to hear what people think about that. I'm kind of on the fence about it myself. I mean, for me, you know, given, once again, what we talked about earlier, how many important forwards on this New York Ranger team are set to be unrestricted free agents, and given that Vitaly Krasov, 
still has some upside and is only going to be making six figures this season, I think I got to roll the dice and actually bring him back and finally, finally see what I've got in Vitaly Kravtsov. You're never going to be able to get what you should be able to get in a trade for Vitaly Kravtsov right now because he is a former ninth overall pick, but his value is so low that I feel like it's worth the somewhat of a risk to just bring him back and just say sink or swim and just see what happens. Uh, another idea as far as a trade for Kravtsov is concerned, if you're the Rangers, you could look into a situation where there's a player on another team around this league that's kind of in a similar spot as Vitaly Kravtsov. And without you know going through, without scouring the depth charts of all the other 31 NHL teams, I'm not really sure who that player would be, but maybe there's someone out there who was a relatively high draft pick in the first round, maybe top 10 or at least top 20, and this player, for one reason or another, just has not worked out with his current NHL team. It's somebody who has played very little or even not at all in the NHL and somebody that could desperately use a change of scenery. Kind of like how it looks like Vitaly Krasov could probably benefit from a change of scenery. Of course, it's always possible that he comes back from the Ran- to the Rangers excuse me, and does a great job for them, but... Yeah, I'm looking. If I'm looking to deal Vitaly Krasov straight up for another player around this league, I'm looking for somebody in a very similar situation, somebody that needs to get out of their current city and get a fresh start and a change of scenery. We do see deals like this happen every now and then in the NHL. I think one of the more high-profile examples, uh, at least in recent history, was when you saw the trade between Winnipeg and Columbus, Pierre-Luc Dubois for Patrick Laine. Both those players had kind of fallen out of favor in their current franchise, and both of them badly, badly needed a change of scenery. So it's something that could happen. Obviously, Kravtsov is not you know, the name that Pierre-Luc Dubois or Patrick Lane are. And so it would be a little bit more of a low-profile deal than this, but something similar uh, to that Dubois for Lane trade. Something kind of, uh, you know, in the same ballpark. And as far as, you know, just kind of wrapping this up here today and offering some final thoughts, this could actually still turn out to be a feel-good story uh, for Vitaly Krasov and the New York Rangers because they've been through uh, some tough times together and obviously it's been very acrimonious at times. If Krasov has learned from his mistakes, if Jury can maybe see that he didn't always handle this situation as well as he was capable of, then maybe Krasov actually does come back to the New York Rangers and actually is on the opening night roster next season and actually blossoms into a really good player for this team. The Rangers have to start developing some of their forwards. I know I've heard from a lot of you guys that are kind of disgusted with the Rangers, you know, not being able to develop some of their high draft picks. And I'll admit at some point, you know, the Rangers, they got to ask themselves, why can't they develop forwards? And they often end up at odds with said forwards. You know, think about Leas Anderson, and there could even be a little bit of a rift with Capo Caco and the franchise right now. I still think Caco ends up back with the Rangers next season, but it is far from a slam dunk, which... I would not have said that as recently as a week ago, as recently as game five of the series against Tampa Bay. Um, But yeah, you know, I see a lot of Ranger fans making the argument that, oh man, the Rangers, they can't develop anybody. I don't totally agree with that. I agree that they have some issues developing their forwards, but when you look at their defensemen over the years, however many years you want to go back, uh, they, they do a really good job developing them. I mean, you look at, you know, Adam Fox, Ryan Lindgren, Keandre Miller, Braden Schneider, that's four of your six defensemen in the playoffs this year. And all four of those players played very well and look like they have a bright future in this league. Uh, If you want to go back a little bit farther, you've got guys like Stahl and Girardi and McDonough. All those guys were big-time players on the 2014 team that went to the Stanley Cup Finals. So the Rangers seem to be able to develop defensemen and certainly goalies as well. Um, But for one reason or another, it seems like they never can get their forwards that they draft 
to reach that top level. And I realize some of the players I just mentioned were not drafted by the Rangers. Uh, Fox and Lindgren, for example, were not drafted by the Rangers, but they both made their NHL debut with the Rangers and obviously developed in the Rangers system. So, yeah, I mean, again, this could shake out a number of different ways. We'll see what happens. But I think if I'm the one making the decision here, I would actually give Vitaly Krausov one more chance. He's skating on thin ice, but if he can come back, be a good teammate, be somebody that just kind of keeps his head down and works hard and does the things that he's got to do to become a successful NHL player, then I am willing to at least give him a chance. I don't want to punt and just give him away for like a third round pick or a fourth round pick. Vitaly Krausov, in a best case scenario, can step right onto the ice next season and potentially help this New York Ranger team and potentially soften the blow of losing some of the unrestricted free agents that the Rangers are inevitably going to lose this offseason. So uh, that's pretty much it. Wanted to do a deep dive on Vitaly Krausov here. I thought, you know, it's the offseason and so many different things to talk about. Listen, I love going through the regular season and in this year's case, the postseason with the New York Rangers. Love coming on here and uh, talking about the results of the games and, uh, you know, just kind of the storylines they were developing within the team. That's all well and good and everything. But the offseason, I got to say, it's just as much fun because you really have a chance to just cover a wide range of topics and we all can just collectively, you know, every episode that's recorded here, we collectively, guys, are all one step closer to the start of next season. And I know I'm not the only Ranger fan who's already looking forward uh, to seeing this team back out there and competing, hopefully, for a Stanley Cup next year. We'll see how that shakes out. We got a long ways to go there. But like I said in previous episodes, if you have kind of just jumped on here for the playoff run for the Rangers, as far as listening to this podcast, definitely don't go anywhere. We're going to have a blast together uh, in this offseason as well. The other thing I want to mention, definitely subscribe to the Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. There's a lot of uh, YouTube-only content that goes up there, and a lot of episodes, this one included, premiere on YouTube before they're available on audio platforms. So definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers on YouTube. And for anybody out there who has not yet sent me their story regarding Game 7 of Rangers-Penguins, I want to hear from you guys what you were doing, who you were with, what you were thinking when Artemi Panarin scored that overtime game winner in Game 7 to eliminate the Penguins and send the Rangers on to Round 2. Definitely want to hear uh, some more stories there. We're going to cover that. Basically, just going to read your guys' emails and messages in a future episode. Going to be a ton of fun. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that's at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Lockdown New York Rangers your first listen every day. In our next episode, we'll be breaking down everything that was covered by Chris Jury during his end-of-season conference. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts.